0: All right, story time. It's been like six months since I did my last episode. Um, Since then, moved, new environment, um, South Carolina now. And wow, boy, do I have a show for you. Um, So, you know, I learned how to act. When I came here, Um, the psychology that I had from home wasn't suitable, you know, and I realized that that was a child, like, you have to become your own man in order, you know, like, you have to become someone else in order to be your own man, Um, and I wasn't really prepared for that, but, you know, throughout the last couple months, I've had to uh, sort of come to the acceptance of that responsibility of um, everything isn't going to be all right, you know, everything has an end at some point, and being able to act out, you know, positively in spite of those types of understanding um, and having to f- figure out that, you know, characters, the, the roles that people play um, that that uh, quote, um, I, I always say the same stuff, weirdly enough, but it's different. Trust um, that quote from uh, what's his face? Uh, Shakespeare, about how the, all the world's a stage and uh, characters um, have each having uh, something, you know, they have their role to play on the stage. And, you know, I read this book, uh, Pimp, by Iceberg Slim. Um, it was recommended by Dave Chappelle on one of his stand-ups. Um, and I picked it up, you know, I didn't read it. Uh, I just, I picked it up a couple pages, you know, hey, it's cool but I didn't really care to read it. Um, but, and recently I downloaded the uh, audio book and you know, I listened to it and um, yeah, um, this is what I figured out. Um, so in in him becoming a pimp, he failed at first, um, right? Like, and once he, once he failed horribly, he had to realize that he needs to look for help. Um, he has to have someone pull his coat. And so what that means uh, is basically, you know, show him how to act, show him how to be a pimp. And there was this uh, dude that he, he um, you know, he was the top pimp in town. Um, his name was Sweet. The way I imagine Sweet is like Thanos. Um, Thanos. Thanos. Potato, potato. As a pimp. Alright? Like, imagine that amount of power but in a pimp you know that's the way he was portrayed and so you know he's like he's the creme de la creme of pimps i, I tried it i tried it <laughs> um so he's looking up to him and you know sweet teaches him how to be you know that nigga that pimp you know like you don't mess with iceberg. Right. If you're one of his whores, you you don't you don't act out of line because this is iceberg. And, uh, you know, as I was reading that, I I had my question of why those sort of roles exist and why people play them. Um, And I realized, though, it's the psychology that that that, that's in work. Right. So those two people, um, you know, in terms of individuals. They come together to feed each other's psychology Um, and uh, Iceberg. He had the he had this resentment towards his mother. And then he um, eventually, since he didn't take care of it, he brought it out and um, became a a pimp right in order to take out his anger on women representing his mother. And uh, what happened is he had this dream where, you know, as he was, you know, entering into his new career. He had this dream of uh he was torturing his mother uh you know she was all roped up and, and stuff and um he'd be whipping he'd be whipping and then she turned her face and he'd see that he was his mother and uh the first time it occurred it was in the presence of one of his whores and uh you know he woke up all in a sweat and she asked him what was wrong and you know he said that you don't ever you don't ever let um your whores see you when you're down, right? So he played it off, said something sweet, and you know kept it pushing, and this happened over and over. And where he had the dream, you know, repeat, uh, and the more he repressed, the colder he got, you know, the the more iceberg he became, and so, you know, th- this this character attracts uh, certain types of women, and so the women that are around a pimp describe. Uh, you know, his, his value as a pimp. If you're pimping, you know, junkies, you don't. your game isn't so smooth. But if you're pimping um, sweet ones, then, you know, you're, you're a pimp. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's like learning like that act that goes on um, in people And, you know, I, through his, his book, I was able to, uh, sort of, uh, find relief because in those types of people, you, you generally feel like, you know, or for me personally, I feel like, um, it's distant, like the, the, the communication between, um, that hardness, that ice cold personality is, uh, too far to reach. And so, you know, you start to sort of realize empathy um, as you go through. And, and that's what, you know, throughout this time, you know, being here that I've realized is empathy. You know, instead of me being uh, the one who's afraid to act, to take on responsibility, right? I become someone who's able to be present and take responsibility of what's going on. Um, you know, as the words that come out my mouth. And being able to take ownership of that, and as I do that, right, I'm able to, um, I I guess the that feeling of, of inferiority, you know, that that you feel when you're in the presence of others, because, uh, growing up, you know, being in that religious atmosphere, um, you start to wonder if you're going to say the right thing, whether you're saying the wrong thing, and you're always on your toes because your eternity is dependent on that outcome of you acting right and um uh, there was a slow slow side note there was this uh, episode on love death and robots where santa claus came down the chimney but instead of this um it's not you know the nice beard uh ho 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 santa claus it's a monster and this monster comes towards the kids smells them uh good he he'd say and then he'd pull out of a present out of his mouth, all slimy and everything, give them to the kids. And uh, as th- the Santa Claus left, the kids went to their bed and they, they asked themselves, what would have happened if we'd been bad, you know? So therefore, you know, you assume that throughout the rest of these kids lives, they're, you know, they're going to behave good. Um, and so, you know, it's like that having that fear Control, you know what you do, how you behave, um, you know, really, really got to me growing up, and eventually it came out as uh, my personality, right? Because I was repressing, you know, my thought, um, you know, and, and how it works. Because I'm like, if if I do this, then it's wrong. And in Carl Jung, um, his uh, dreams, memories, and reflections, I believe, he talks about how he had this uh, thought, which you know, was blasphemy to God. And, um, you know, he didn't want to think it because it would be contrary to, you know, the beliefs that he's been given. His father's a preacher, you know, and his mom is the typical conservative uh, wife of the time. And, you know, he doesn't want to have this thought, and he's having a hard time, because he can't get it to go away. And so eventually, it starts to (laughs) eat at him. And it starts to come off as a sickness. Um, And so he eventually lets the thought through. And through letting that thought, he's able to uh, grasp another aspect of quote unquote, God. Um, And so, you know, through this, he's able to ask questions of his reality, because he's already broken the rules that are already presented to everybody else. So therefore, you know, it allows for further exploration, um, and so he'd always go through having conversations with, uh, you know, every, you know, everyday conversations, and he'd wonder if they'd had the same thought, um, a thought which freed them from uh, that that fence, um, that paradise, right? Um, and in, in paradise means uh, enclosed, enclosed. Walled-in enclosure, something along those lines, um, and and in terms of uh, in terms of, like using Attack on Titan as an example, uh, and if you're caught up, they you know they live in the walls, and now those walls have been completely broken down. They're useless, um, but to begin with, the walls that they had lived under protected them from the outside world and everything that was in the walls was all that they knew. And they were happy, they were content, they were flourishing until one day, um, the Titans came in and broke the walls. And through this, their paradise was interrupted. Now they had to, to uh, question what reality was. And so Please excuse the interruption. Um, and so, as when these w- walls were broken, uh, the outside world comes through, like chaos. Um, so the the enclosure represents order. That Titans coming in represents chaos. And the same thing applies in our culture, um, which is why culture is very valuable, and that's why people, are, you know, are strict on keeping the culture because the culture prevents. Uh, titans from coming into your world and eating you. Um, and so, you know, an attack on Titan after the people get a grasp on who they are, uh, you know, that their memories have been taken from them by the king. They revolt so that that power no longer has authority on the people. So when the, you know, the power in, in position says something, um, they don't, they didn't listen. Instead, they acted on their own, but by acting on their own, they brought in onto themselves uh, a destiny that, you know, if they were aware of, would make them upset. And the destiny was that Aaron, who they wanted to take back from uh, the government and make him their leader, um, wanted to euthanize the entire people because he came to the realization that by being alive with this, uh, with this ability to become a titan is a curse to to the self and to the world and so um in order to eradicate this curse he'd have you know using his power of the founding titan who's like the founder so I think the founder has like you know hacks into the system um and so using his power he would um or his power along with another individual, to be accurate, uh, he would take away their ability to have children. And by doing that, they'd slowly die off um, in old age, uh, and happy and live happily as ever, you know, not being there. Um, and so, you know, that, you know, so, sort of that that same scenario, that same system applies into uh, culture, right as uh, as we're acting out our cultures, um, those pictures that we have, the archetypes, uh, it, it then it becomes our gods, right? And so, therefore, we give homage to those gods in everything that we do. Um, and so, you know, like they all have their due, like in terms of his anger for his mother. It was so great, it had to get its due through him, you know, being a pimp. And, you know, it wasn't until he had uh, <clears throat> a prison sentence Excuse me, this is like this is like take number three I Say number four and they've all been like 40 minutes. So my voice is low-key done, but I'm gonna get this done it's like um, That uh, assignment that's due at eleven fifty nine, and you haven't started until the day of <laughs> Anyways going back to the point Um, the walls that you live in and these gods that you serve every day, they, they ask for their, uh, their due. And with myself recently, I've started, I started to sort of feel anxiety, um, in terms of the promises that I'd made to myself of who I was going to become. Um, and it it became to that. I have to give my due to that promise that I made to myself. And through that, I. Uh, I, I again I, I came into a place of anxiety and I had to wonder where this anxiety was coming from and it was uh, I realized that it I was still holding on to that psychology of, of a child of everything is going to be okay um, and in that psychology you you know you have mom and dad taking care of everything and you don't have to really put effort into you know keeping reality as is. Um, But as you enter into the real world, you start to pick up responsibility. And this responsibility uh, sort of initiates you into uh, adulthood. And if you don't adapt your psychology properly, then you end up, you know, being stuck in anger. And then, you know, eventually you live in resentment. Um, And so what I realized is I have to take responsibility. I have to. Uh, become my own man Um, and in doing so you know you have to um, again lose again I'm not sure if I said it before uh, but you lose your old self in order to become new Um, I was having this conversation on Clubhouse yet I think it was yesterday where this guy was talking about uh, systems you know we're having exchange and he you know he's talking about systems and Someone brought up the question of if a system, uh, you know, is broken, how does it come back or can it come back um, and how does it maintain itself? And so it's like, again, that that thing of, you know, your immune system. Uh, once your immune system gets sick, it it remembers that sort that 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 specific uh, sickness or the, the trigger of it. Um, so next time when it comes in, it has that antidote to it. And when there's something new, your body has to take time to adapt to it in order to be able to contain it. And, um, you know, and it's 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 like that. Um, it's like that with culture. Um, culture breaks off, like, uh, basically, you know, the maps of meaning. uh you know, the hero breaks off, uh, conquers what he doesn't know, comes back, revivify, revivifies the culture. And, um, what's, what's, and that sort of makes me feel justified in um, being myself the way that I am. Uh, because I, I guess I'm able to break my own culture in order to be able to build it back up. Uh, like that song by Lincoln Numb Burn It to the ground. Again, it's like that idea of uh purified by fire. You know, you kill everything that doesn't belong in it. Um and is made for the fire will will remain. Um and so, you know, it, like it came to through this point to to this point um that I picked up some call jung um after, you know, I went through Maps and I'm like you know, let me go to the sauce sauce. Um and so I picked up Carl Jung as much of his works as I could uh get in audiobook and you know, as I'm working, I'm listening to it, it doesn't make sense at all. Uh but eventually, you know, I'm able to uh, pick it up. I'm able to adapt to the terminology, what he's talking about. And uh being at the work that I'm at, I'm able to have uh different interactions like, like customers that I interact with is I'm uh, making deliveries, you know, loading people up on the yard, um, things like that. I'm able to uh, play a game like it's see, to see if I'm, you know, if I'm really learning what I'm learning. And it's that that thing of being able to have, to have my personality on tap. So that way I can play it, you know, whenever it needs to be played. But at the same time, uh, though, you know, but like I've realized with this podcast is like, it drains you to be you, right? And so as you, as you become more and more of yourself, you have to absorb more and more energy in order to be able to ex- expend it. Um, you know, like this is like, like <laughs> I think take the before or something, uh, because I just didn't like the other ones. And they were long. Uh, they were a good uh forty, fifty minutes. And so, you know, I've 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 already pushed myself pretty hard and um you know, I'm just like I'm running out of fumes right now. But at the same time I feel like it's gonna be as pure as possible because I've been able to gather the thoughts but throughout as I'm doing this it's I've had to like take breaks so that way I can um, you know, breathe. Uh, but anyways, going back to that point of uh, fire, purifying fire. Uh, so through Koryung, uh he talked about an account in Uganda and he was interacting with the people there. And it was, uh, you know, colonization time. And in there, he had an account of this uh, of this chief or something along those lines. And he was describing to him um, Mungu. And in Swahili, Mungu means God. And uh, after that, it triggered this thought of how recent colonization was and how our psychology that we had, you know, from from the time before, uh, how dramatic the change was and why uh, it's the cause for a lot of dis-ease in our culture. You know, like uh, in African culture, you have a lot of chaos. And that's chaos is as a result of, you know, losing your your foundations, your beliefs um, and still carrying those beliefs around with you in, you know, the body that you're living in. But, you know, you're living in a culture that that doesn't adhere to those rules, um, you know, like, for example, witchcraft um, in Nigeria. Right. Like the, there's this there's this big uh, thing about witchcraft where you come to the United States and your magic doesn't work anymore type of thing, um, because the belief of the people around isn't as powerful. And that's why, you know, cultures, uh, at the same time, they have that same effect is like people believing in something makes it real. And, you know, it's, uh, again, that, that pimp, whore, not pimp, whore relationship between iceberg, um, and his, uh, employees and how he was able to maintain them, um. You know, like, their psychologies match each other. And by them matching each other, they create a play. And this play is um, done out and it fulfills, um, you know, its role. And so, you know, things like this happen um, every day, you know, at, everywhere. And that's what creates uh, this, uh, this jungle that we live in. You know, you have uh, different biomes, like for, you know, it's like alchemy. Um, you put water and earth together, you get mud. And you put mud in, you know, some other stuff and you get a swamp. Um, and eventually, you know, after a swamp, you get life and so on and so forth um, along those lines. It's like different mixtures make for different uh, outcomes. And, you know, in, in this book uh, from... Uh, Marie von something in Recollections and Projections. Uh, She talks about how alchemists saw the four elements um, in terms of not as four individual elements, but in terms of characteristics. Uh, Fire being something that's corrosive. um, Air being something that is of gas nature, so on and so forth for fire and earth. Um, And so, you know, you'd use these ways of describing things. And, you, you know, looking at it like that, you're able to take uh, different components in terms of uh, behavior and you take those behaviors, you combine them with, you know, something that's uh, gassy. <laughs> and so you take something gassy, you combine it with something that's fire, and you get a, a little, you know, uh, what is what does that make? Uh, let's try, let's try fire and earth, you get rock, right? And so things like that. Um, you know, is, is, is a, this interplay that's going on in terms of uh, belief. Um, and so, you know, it's like this thing of, of culture of where you come from, of who you are. And as you go through that, um, that journey of, of understanding, you start to understand where you, you know, where you, where you stand, and as well as where everybody does. Um, and I was able to, You know, I was able to learn empathy, as weird as that sounds. Um, I was able to see myself in others. Um, And so as a result of being able to do that, it's sort of the act takes a different a different feel. You start to um, you start to sort of have a have a sympathy for the other person. And as you do that, you know, it sort of becomes uh, an influence. You're able to pick up on, you know, their cues. And how they speak, and, and you're able to interact, and um, you know, and again, it's like the childhood. Uh, you you you're learning how to act, and so the the ideals of your parents become the ideals of, of you, and unless you know the outside world steals you away, um, and gives you something else, but otherwise, usually those are the rules that are that that applies. Like you live in a house. Um, raised by parents and those parents eventually they rub off on the child um, I've been observing my niece she's uh, over a year um, and she's collecting everything that she experiences and then as she collects she expels it when it's it's fit so when you're on the phone you say hello and you know she she's uh she starts saying hello when someone's on the phone um, and so when she sees someone, they come into the room and everybody says their name, uh, right? That cue happens. So when this person comes up, I say this. Um, and that, that, same, that same thing you know, is what takes place in, in, in your childhood. And as I'm, as I'm looking through it, through this new lens of, um, of culture and how the psychology of pre-colonization fits into uh, the, the people that my parents are. Um, you know, I'm able to look at it in a way of uh, redemption. So there's this uh, hump that, as I was doing earlier takes, that I had to, to get over of um, saying that my childhood was imperfect because um, there's this inclination to where you want to believe that that's the best time of your life. Everything was good. Um, now is when the pain starts. But in, in reality, though, uh, you have to be able to, play devil's advocate on on you know the good and bad right so you, the the two angel and devils on your shoulder where they're 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 uh, playing it out um and so you know for me being where I'm at it's like you know that fear of having that argument between myself um you know prevented me from you know realizing a lot of things but you know it's it's again that feeling of don't be upset at yourself because i mean you didn't know any better um and you know it's the same thing for for other people um in a way it's like people are just acting out a story that they don't understand and as a result they they behave as the people that they are um you know like so again someone again but i've used probably used this example before but someone has a bad day at work, um, you know, and they don't really know how to put it into words. It comes out on their spouse when they come at home, or come back home or put it on the kids, um, you know, something. Um, and as 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 kids see that they they see that into into their behavior. And so whenever, you know, something happens to them, then they, they act out that same way until you become aware of it. Um, and again, that thing of awareness um, that is with consciousness. And as you become more conscious, you become more aware. Um, like, for example, us, uh, Steph Curry, you know, like he just, he, the quick release, he just throws it up and it's already in, um, you know, and it's like that. It's like, you show, you shoot the ball so many times that it's it's automatic right and you know that's the same thing about an act is like you you play it out so many times that eventually becomes automatic and that thing about fear uh you know holding you back from uh from taking that first shot prevents you from ever mastering you know the shot um you know and for me pretty recently is like that again, it's like, you gotta take responsibility, you know, and if you don't, you'll remain a child. And, I, uh, you know, I thought about it and I was like, nah, I don't want to be, I don't want to remain that because once you know, you can't go back, um, as, as, you know, like, it's, it's like, it's even a choice, um, to say, to say it like that, but, um, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a choice, you know, like, once you know, you can't unknow. And for me, that was another hurdle that I had to overcome is that as I was figuring out more stuff, I'd be more hesitant to express it because I feel it's wrong, um, you know, to offend other people. But at the same time, you know, I've had to come to this realization that, um, you know, fuck you, pay me type of thing, you know, like in, in, in the most humblest of ways. Uh, you know, like, just <laughs> let me be me, you know, like that interaction, you're able to exchange fairly to where one party isn't outdone by the other. And, um, you know, you're able to succeed mutually. And what I've had to realize is that certain acts aren't taken in certain places, excuse me. And if you you know if you bring them out and try to show them you know to the to the crowd around or to you know to the fellow uh theater mates <laughs> i don't know what the term is but you try to show them off and they won't they won't be taken and so it's that thing about placing yourself in in the place to act the way you want to act um in this life like um with this you know, it's like this superpower uh, in Jujutsu Kaisen, where uh, if you tell your opponent, your weakness, or or not the weakness, yeah, you tell them the weakness, uh, the, the it becomes that much more powerful, or something like that. Or if you explain the move, um, it becomes much more effective. And you know, it's like this, where by saying it, I become more responsible for its effect. So therefore, I have to see it through and uh, it becomes real. And I've realized that's what I've had to do um, because, you know, I, I was I was given uh, to both sides, to both part, to both gods at the same time and thought there was nothing wrong to it. But, you know, you can't have uh, you can't serve more than one master and you have to cut your ties from one to another. Um, and you know, it's not to say that, you know, I don't agree with with people and what they do, but it's a it's a sense of you just have to look further, right? You gotta think or swim. And once you once you stop thinking you you drown, you're done. Um and, and what, what hypes me up, there's this song Young Forever by Jay Z. Um you know, you, you live forever, you know, and that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody looks for is how they can live forever. Um, and uh, my math teacher told me like this, that the way you live on is through other people. The way you act is how, um, and you pass that on, you know, you live on. Um, and so it's like the, the, you live, you die twice, you die the physical death and the and the death of when you're name is last uh said um and so you know it's like that that thing of you know if you're gonna go out go, go out with a bang right um and so but, uh, but at the same time there's this thought of uh of what if right uh but i I learned um from it was it was a it was a Buddhist sort of thing um as well as from Jung's perspective um, of how a personality comes out when it's necessary. Right. And so me living the life that I've uh, that I've lived so far and hopefully will continue um, forward, moving forward. Is made for this reality, if that makes sense, like the way I articulate myself, the way I see things the way you know, I, I do it, I do this. Uh, is made for people because, you know, people find it useful when you describe things in useful ways. And so, you know, realizing that, you know, sort of makes the, 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 the bitter the bitter cup sweet. You know, like you, you, you know you're going to end at some point. You don't know when um, and being able to find a way to cope with that runaway train that you can't stop, because once you know you're here, you know, like it's it's, it's over because there's only one way back, um, you know, and it's 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 tough to, to realize. But once you get that, then you realize how important it is for you to be yourself, because if you're anyone else, then you fail at the only job that you ever had, you know, let the, the true the truest job you've ever had just be yourself and and by doing that you're able to serve um, those who you know those who comprehend you if that makes sense like those are you know like you you meet people that bring out you um, you know and they're made for you and so it's again that uh, people who are aware of certain things are able to understand each other whereas um, you know like it reminds me of this time I was on Clubhouse and I was I was explaining to, to, you know, it was a pretty big room, but I was explaining this to people. Um, so I say that to say that, you know, it was made up of a lot of different personalities. um. And so I was trying to explain something, but like I said in the, the what I think was the simplest terms. And there was someone in the room who understood what I was saying, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I get it. But other people like literally couldn't get it and again it's like that uh, that realization of um the the awareness right some people just aren't aware of what's going on and so therefore they can't act on that and, but, and so as you as you figure out more and more though um it gets tougher and tougher to 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 tell um and so you know for me I'm trying to Talk like this more, because um, it keeps me honest, uh, for one, and it helps me move on. So by explaining what I just explained, I'm able to move on from that stage onto another one, Um, and from there on, and from there on until I'm no longer here, Um, and so. You know, it's, it's sort of, you know, like that you're able to, um, but yeah, so, you know, it's a, it's a very important to, um, understand yourself, understand who you are. Um, and as you do that, you're able to be true, be you, um, and through that, put a smile on someone's face, uh, because everybody has a has a role to play in the world that we live. Um, And, you know, everybody's doing their best. Or so I like to think. Um, You know, helps me sleep at night. (laughs) Anyways, uh, but yeah, you know, just be honest. Like uh, Jordan Peterson says, you know, be honest. And he's able to make, you know, millions a month. Um, You know, but the thing is, like, Honesty is honesty is a hard thing to practice uh, to yourself. You know, you're you have you have that you have that little thing about you that you always wanna please your needs. So therefore, you know, why not do it? You are the master of your own ship, right? Or the captain of your own ship and master of your own fate. Um and so you know it's just like being able to practice that uh for yourself self discipline it will you know get you a long way um in life and being able to admit when you're wrong and when you don't understand something um is pretty it's pretty good because if you're not if you're not able to admit when you're wrong you'll be playing the same loop over and over until you beat it it's like that annoying uh, boss level on a video game you know like you'll stay up playing the same one it'll piss you off but you can't leave until you finish the level or you quit um, and so you know in life if you don't finish your food it's gonna be waiting for you <laughs> next morning that's what you go have for breakfast until you finish your meal so you know do everyone a favor do yourself a favor finish your food um so that way nobody has to deal with you know you having monday's food for friday lunch you know it's it it doesn't look good on you doesn't look good on anybody else when you're struggling like that um so you know pick your head up and uh yeah live life and so i think that's it for now Hopefully, this one is the one. Nah, it definitely is the one because I'm not doing this again. I'm exhausted. Uh, Yeah, so good stuff. Take care.